And welcome back to the Super Mark Party. Uh, it's your host, Mark King, and Cyrus Andrews. How are you doing? Uh, you know what? I felt like we just came back to this episode or to this new episode and started doing this again within like what, maybe three minutes, five minutes. Yeah, we took a smoke break outside, uh, and uh, we are back in the studio. Uh, and we uh, we teased it on the last episode, but. Uh, this episode, if you're reading the title, it's the real world's devil and uh, CM it, Punk fired question mark. CM Punk fired question mark. I mean, it's a crazy outlandish theory, but it may have legs. So Cyrus, uh, tell us the yeah. story of how this how this became. So um, I'm listening to Mark still cry about CM Punk being fired. Oh yeah, I was crying for the last six six weeks. And, I'm I'm a super full disclosure. I am a super Mark for Punk. I, I, I mean, the last six months has proved it to me pretty hard, or six months, six weeks. I mean, even before that, we were watching Collision every week. Uh, when he still had a job? <laughs> when he still had a job, yeah. We were watching it every week. It was the best thing on res- in wrestling. I liked their format a Their lot. format was great. The It felt like a real complete show. It didn't feel like Dynamite, which is just a showcase of what they have. It didn't feel like Raw or SmackDown, where it was overproduced, uh, uh, underdeveloped, uh, you know, uh, like meant for 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 children, which mm-hmm. WWE like. Let's face it, it's meant for children. I know a lot of adults watch it, but the audience is geared towards children. Like because it needs to be accessible. Mommy and daddy got money. Yeah, it's for you know, it's for parents who have kids who can spend money on merchandise. And AEW is for grown people who can't would, let it go. Who can't let it who go. Who love the business. Who love their wives, love their daughters, and love, love the business. business. Uh, who uh, you know have disposable income to spend on merch and fucking six row tickets to a pay-per-view yeah so i mean full disclosure like i said i'm a super mark for punk i think punk is uh hands down one of the most innovative and influential wrestlers of 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 all time mm-hmm. essentially i mean he, he's up there with the greats he's up there with the austins the hearts the michaels uh the steamboats the flares mm-hmm. uh to me he, he he is uh he is he is the first real common man everyman wrestler that is like the same size as most people you know mm-hmm. i don't think he's over six foot if no. he is if yeah if he is he's at six foot yeah um i know mjf is like five five or is listed as five eleven cm punk six one six one okay but he's not like austin who's like six two six three mm-hmm. he's not like you know he doesn't have the same physique he doesn't have the same build uh he, he he's not brock lesnar he's brock not brock lesnar he you know if you're if you're watching it, it's like, hey, he, here's a guy like me who's mad at the system, mm-hmm. who's who who is just great on the mic, talks that shit, can back it up. You know, he is the he is the the common man. He is like he's our era's Terry Funk. You know, yeah, uh, just without the southern drawl. He's from <laughs> he's from the Midwest, uh, yeah. which you know is uh, identifies with a lot of Americans because a lot of Americans live in the Midwest. Yeah, we're fortunate. We're fortunate. We're coastal elites, so like you know, fuck that shit. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I like my coast he, town. If he's the best that the Midwest has to offer, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you gotta have a lot of anguish over there for decades to get uh, a good wrestler. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure like it's basically him and Seth Rollins came out of that same area. Uh, yeah. So uh, and yeah, to get back to it. Yeah, to get back to it. Uh, because you're marking real hard. I am marking a little too hard. I am sorry. But it's okay. It's okay. Um, the, for for you guys that don't know, this this is called the Supermark Party. Yeah. So, so I guess I guess you gotta go and do it. I mean, like we're Supermark, so yeah, like. You know, uh, it comes with the territory, and you know this is a this is a conspiracy theory episode. So if you don't like that, uh, just turn the episode off. Wait for our Ricky Starks episode. Mm-hmm. Cyrus, 
All right, back to it. So it started off with uh, listening to you grieve over CM Punk, like he died. But, I mean, he's still alive, but he's dead in the industry as of right now. And I brought the idea up of, you know how, like, MJF, like, disappeared for three weeks or three months, actually? Yeah, three months, 90 days on the dot. And we all thought he was fired after that pipe bomb. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot of speculation about it. Uh, I remember uh, I remember it that, yeah, we were talking about that. We were talking about how we, we randomly were talking about that in relation to Punk. And then... Uh, well, it wasn't random. It was, how do we know this is real? Because when we look at the CM, uh, the CM Punk, the MJF pipe bomb to coming back, I looked at it as, that's an interesting way to like kind of garner a, a story out of like using the media, like yeah. the public to explain the story. So I started to go on Twitter uh, and I just, I did a, a just a, a, a search for just CM Punk's name. And there was a lot of, there was, it was also Bound for Glory was I think that night. Uh, yeah, it was that pay-per-view weekend. It was that pay-per-view weekend. Um, because everyone thought he's coming. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, yeah, brother. You know, all the cultaholics, WrestleMania, uh, uh, what a culture wrestling. All, all the, the popular ones. All the Mark, all, all the, the, the Mark, the Markley News brothers. <laughs> uh, the, the, the evening Markley News, uh, or I guess it's the noonly Markley News, because all of them are fucking in Britain. So it's like late night there. Uh, and it's like afternoon here or whatever. Uh, just like regular news here. Yeah, just like regular news here. Uh, and like they had all been saying it, like like uh, cultaholics were were saying that uh, like they they were do they have I think a, a deal with TNA where they do announcing for like some of their stuff or have mm-hmm. like some affiliation. And uh, the the dude that is clearly like looks like he's underslept and or on drugs or just coming back from a bender was basically hyping up the fact that CM Punk was probably showing up. And I was like, I started like, at the day of the pay-per-view, I started looking and it was, uh, and it was like, oh yeah, no, he's not there. He's at the uh, Blackhawks home opener. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's Here's there. Here's the timestamps. He, yeah, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's at the Blackhawks uh, opener. He did the intro video. Very cool video package, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, um, and like he's the he's the face, I guess, of the Blackhawks this season. Um, face and voice, right? Does yeah. the announcements? I don't think. He, well, I don't think or he does commentary. I don't, he's not doing. Com- I don't know if he's doing commentary. He might do commentary for it. Mm-hmm. Um, he should. He's a great announcer. Yeah. Uh, but so I started seeing that, and I was like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. And then as I was scrolling along, uh, I started seeing a handful of people replying to like. Who do you guys think is in the devil mask? Because uh, uh, if you haven't been following along, AEW has been teasing this unknown devil mask character that was originally started with a- MJF. Yeah, MJF, for those that don't know, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, uh, during his feud with Punk, uh, he infamously recited a promo from Punk from his Ring of Honor days, uh, you know, like saying, you Almost know, verbatim. like verbatim saying that he was the devil, you know, that I am the devil, you know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you believe he didn't exist. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he used that in the infamous, uh, uh, promo where they bust open punk and MJF's wearing the shirt of him as a kid with CM Punk and he, and he takes Punk's blood and he wipes it over the shirt. It's a, it's a, it's a brilliant bl- marketing move. Brilliant marketing move. I, I bought the shirt. It's a, it's, it's a great fucking shirt. Uh, it's it's a great storytelling. It was a great feud. The feud was phenomenal. It was mm-hmm. the best feud that AEW has ever produced. It 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 had long term storytelling written all over it. And so naturally, I'm scrolling through and I see this, and it's like 
a couple people are posting it like saying, oh, it's CM Punk in there. You guys, it's all a work. It's CM Punk under there. And at first I was like, no, that can't be. So I called you up and I was saying, I was telling you about this. That was like the next night or something, like right after. Yeah, it was, I th- yeah, it was, it was, it was around that time. I put uh, that seed in him and he was like, yeah, let me see if he's got some links to this. So yeah, so I started looking at it and somebody said, somebody in one of those replies that said, uh, and I know we're, we're talking about Twitter shit, like Twitter yeah, shit. Yeah, because that's uh, 100% accurate news. Yeah, 100% accurate news. Um, but we're, we're going somewhere with this, trust yeah. me. Um, so we, yeah, I was looking at it and one of the posts said, uh, no, they, that's a press release uh, that they released. They released a press release uh, uh, after or, or right before collision or right before the collision before All Out uh, after the All In uh, Wembley show where supposedly uh, this backstage drama happened. Uh, and, you know, they're saying that's a press release and that you can't lie in press releases and you can't, you know, put any false information in press releases. Mm-hmm. And that that's got perjury, me th- brother. That, that got me thinking. And that's when I... Uh, you messaged me and called me. He's like, dude, check out this post. This is not a PR release. And that's when I realized that, like... I, so I pulled, up, I pulled up that post. And the interesting thing about that post, like, the, it, it was on the AEW Twitter. It was... I, I believe it was on their website. It was sent to all the media outlets, right? Mm-hmm. It, it just says, statement from AEW, or All Elite Wrestling and Tony Khan. Uh, for those of you that don't know, a press release, usually, if it is an actual press release... Uh, they will uh, say for immediate release or press release at the top, there's usually a contact info. Uh, uh, the logo's at the top. The letterhead for the company is at the top. There's, uh, you know, to address to whoever the press release is for. And then at the bottom of it, there is a contact for the PR people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or for, for whoever, right, yeah. at the company. And uh, AEW has released press releases before. So... I went back and I looked at some of the press releases. I looked at the press release for Forbidden Door. I looked at the press release for uh, Collision. For Collision. I looked at the press release for you know a few other uh, things in AEW. And like, sure enough, all the official press releases had the logo at the top, uh, the uh, you know the for immediate release, and then at the bottom had uh, their PR team's uh, contact info. And for those wondering how we know is me and uh, Mark actually work in the video industry yeah. and live events industry. So when you're putting together PR statements, it has to be like as accurate as you believe in Jesus at this point. Yes. And um, uh, when I start seeing like, oh, this is, this is not a press release. You can just post this anywhere. The fact they only did it on like Twitter and like just send it out to all the uh, the journalists. Yeah, to, um, to all the, the dirt sheets and... Uh, and you know, it, it got to the point where like ESPN and Sports Illustrated picked this up. They they reposted it as well. Um, and it started getting weird. It started getting weird. It started getting really weird. So we went back, and I started to build. I started to build, and you helped me build this uh, over for two hours. <laughs> over over two hours, and we've been working on this timeline of events mm-hmm. for uh, for the for the last week essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, we. Uh, we think we have a narrative here that uh, that you know separated. It's isolated incidents. Yeah. So completely, if you were to take each of these bullet points that we're about to discuss and isolate them out, it's it it, it doesn't mean anything. All these things mean nothing. But when you put them together into context, you start to see that maybe what happened at All In Wembley uh, uh, before the the opener the opener of the pay per view after the buy in. 
after after Jack Perry's buy-in match and then the opener with CM Punk, you start to if you if you if you look at it like that in in context of this, you start to realize that oh, maybe there is something fishy about it. And the more we looked into it, the more and more fishier it smelt and something just didn't some things just didn't add up. The numbers did not add up. So, uh, uh allow us to take you on this uh our case study our case study through our conspiracy theory that we are calling the real world's devil all right and we'll start off with the first one which is the uh, mjf pipe bomb that happened what was that like last year it was june 1st 2022 it was the pay it was the dynamite after double or nothing and it was the uh pay-per-view or it was the dynamite to set up uh later in the month of june uh the first ever forbidden door so the episode opens up. It's CM Punk and FTR. They've teamed up together. Uh, they're teasing the Tanahashi match. Uh, CM Punk decides to do a, a stage dive uh, and, and breaks his foot in that segment. Man's uh, made of glass. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, it's crazy he got injured outside of hockey season. You know? <laughs> That's a joke that me and a buddy have is that like every time he gets injured or taken off TV, it's because uh, it's, it's in the middle of hockey season and the Blackhawks are kind of doing well. Yeah. Gotta gotta watch my Blackhawks. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like uh, who you know. If you're a football fan, basketball fan, you know, if you're a super mark for them, like, you know, you, you want to be there for the good moments. So, uh, the next segment is the next segment was immediately after that was MJF went to the ring and delivered the fire me you fucking mark promo. Um, and if you don't know what that promo is, stop this podcast right now. Go you go to YouTube and just type in "fire me, you fucking mark uncensored." It is one of the most brilliant promos AEW has ever done. And so, what happened with that is MJF goes out there. Uh, he just got squashed by his bodyguard Wardlow, uh, and he uh, he he starts his promo off talking about how he's in a lot of pain and that you know, you know the the audience wants him to talk, but you know, he's going to talk, but he, it, it's Max Friedman talking, not MJF. Yeah, yeah. And he goes in about how, uh, you know, the comp, how much he hates AEW, how much, uh, the, the fans are the, like the fans are part of the problem. Uh, and how, you know, Tony Khan is, uh, essentially a mark that it will do anything for these WWE, uh, these ex WWE guys. Mm-hmm. And he ponders like, would you like me more, and would you pay me more if I was an ex WWE guy? You know, he's been busting his ass. Uh, he talks the, about how start. yeah, he talks about how he he uh, he he's expected to hit grand slams every episode, and he does that shit on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, he directs this message into the camera, uh, fiery, like you know that angry, his that infamous MJF face twitch when you know it, it feels real, it feels personal. He looks into the camera and he says to Tony Khan. Fire me, you fucking mark. Fire me. And the the, the mic cuts similar to pipe, Punk's pipe bomb mm-hmm. in 2011. Uh, and the, the screen cuts to black. And it's not mentioned again at all on that episode of Dynamite. MJF is gone. MJF disappears. Yep. Uh, you know. Uh, and he doesn't appear back until uh, the main event, or until All, all Out 2022. Uh, during that time, uh, everyone... You know, everyone in the me- in the in the wrestling biz or in the in the wrestling you know uh, media oh, media we can't say universe because that's a Fed trademark. <laughs> yeah, in the wrestling media landscape, uh, uh, for the most part, was started to believe that it, it wasn't a work, that it was a shoot. Dave uh, in the Observer, Uncle Dave. For those of you that don't know Uncle Dave, that's Dave Meltzer. Uh, you know, immediately like uh, put in the Observer uh, that it was a work. 
um, but that it was a great work. He, he didn't really, he didn't talk about the plans for MJF, but that it was a great work and that it was leading towards something. It, the, the, the significance of that, uh, of that promo was there was a bunch of, I think it was around the time of, uh, the, I could be wrong, but it could have, it was around the time of the Warner Brothers Discovery merger or post merger. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, there was like, uh, I think there was talk of like doing more stuff uh, there. And I think a lot of the Warner Discovery executives were actually at that taping because it was at the Los Angeles Forum where yeah, we're going to be seeing all... the front row. Yeah, where we're going to be at for for, uh, for full gear. Um, and, uh, I, it, you know, Dave posited in The Observer that this was a, a way to show the new executives uh, there what AEW can offer in terms of long-term storytelling, mm-hmm. you know? And Dave specifically calls that out in The Observer. Now, uh, we're going to use The Observer as a reference. We're not going to use it as a Bible. We're just going to yeah. use it as a reference. Uh, I mean, Dave... We're, we're just quoting what people said. Yeah, we're quoting what people said, right? We're going to try and cite our sources as best as we can. So we're now at All Out 2022, the uh, the the, the, uh, the ladder casino match. ladder match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ladder match, it's, it's like basically a Royal Rumble meets a ladder match, right? Yeah. It's a weird concept. It feels very WCW 2000s era. But like, super what, gimmicky. Super gimmicky. We get to see Ricky Starks in there. Oh. We get to see a few My other... Boy. I think Wheeler Yuta, you know, is in there. Uh, anyway, it's been going on for like 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden, uh, when it gets to the final Joker, right? Mm-hmm. The last entrance, we see a bunch of dudes in ski masks and all black walk to the ring. And uh, they knock everybody out. Uh, one of them climbs the, the the top, grabs the casino chip, and it's Sto- uh, and it's Stokely uh, Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway, yes. And he hands the chip to this man in a devil mask, and the guy t- and the, everyone's kind of like the air has kind of been deflated in the audience, the audi- in the arena. The audience really doesn't know how to react to this. Uh, t- Tony Schiavone and the rest of the announcers do a really good job of selling it. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't see him again until uh, the end of the pay-per-view. And the, the, the main event of the pay-per-view is CM Punk versus John Moxley for uh, the AEW title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, John Moxley was the interim champion. Punk was the actual champion. Mm-hmm. Um, they were basically unifying the belts. Yep. And uh, Punk won. Punk's, Punk got injured in that match. He separated uh, his uh, tricep mm-hmm. uh, and... Uh, and so it, it, it was an interesting match. Like, John Moxley, it's a great John Moxley match because John Moxley is... Is the heart and soul. Is the heart and soul of that, that whole match. He's, he, he's playing heel. He's doing a great job playing heel. And uh, finally, Punk performs the GTS on him, mm-hmm. wins the belt. He's, like, in, in agony on, on the ring. And then the lights cut out, and uh, we hear a phone call from Tony Khan uh, talking about, like, it's, it's too... Uh, we who we assume it's MJF telling him that he's he's bringing him back. He's going to pay him a certain amount of money, but and he's going to put him in the casino ladder match, mm-hmm. and uh, which is going to you know winning the casino ladder match makes you the number one contender for the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so after that phone call, we see an image of the guy in the devil mask from behind. He takes the mask off. It's MJF's infamous little like faux hawk or whatever the fuck he has, yeah, and him saying that. Uh, and we see all bef- actually before that we see the CM Punk. Uh, ROH promo mm-hmm. from like 2005, uh, you know, uh, saying that uh, I'm the devil. You know, what's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled, uh, making you think he didn't exist? And then MJF comes out and says, "And I am 
the devil in the promo. And then we hear MJF's music. MJF comes to the ring, uh, you know, in all black. Uh, and there's the stare down. And it sets up that this feud is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> uh, for those of you that uh, don't know, there was some shenanigans that happened uh, post post that match, right? Post scrum of so there, after that. There, at AEW's infamous for these media scrums. Punk goes out there at the media scrum. I think if you had, if you're, if you've been living under a rock and don't know what the fuck happened, uh, then go go YouTube that. Go, stop here. Stop. Go YouTube. Yeah. YouTube that. Go YouTube. CM Punk all out media scrum 2022. Uh, you, you can't miss this. 20 minutes long. Uh, there's some classic bangers in it like mm-hmm. uh, EVPs who couldn't even run a target. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was going all out. Uh, what the fuck did I ever do to deserve a fucking empty-headed dumb fuck like Hangman Page uh, to go into business for himself? Like, yep. just banger after banger. Um, him eating muffins, drinking spindrifts. Like, hey, that's like my normal day, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is how I live. Yeah, it's how I live, you know? And then immediately after that, we hear reports uh, that there is a backstage altercation uh, between uh, the Young Bucks... Kenny Omega, uh, the head of legal Mega from who who, who works for the AEW and the fucking uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. She is like the Con family attorney uh, or corporate attorney. Perfect uh, person to bring in a fight. Christopher Daniels, uh, uh, Michael Nakazawa, mm-hmm. uh, and then on Punk side, Ace Steel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a dog. And, and his dog Larry and Ace Steel's wife. Ace Steel supposedly down the hall. Uh, the story goes is that uh, they burst into his locker room. Uh, either they open the door, or in the in the in them busting in, Larry Punk's dog loses two teeth. Punk uh, starts swinging on Matt Jackson. Uh, Ace Steel runs in, uh, bites Kenny Omega, and throws a chair <laughs> at at Nick Jackson. Hits him in the eye. Hits him in the eye. Uh, uh, you know, all all this shit transpires, right? So I went back to the Observer. Uh, just to read about the altercation. Mm-hmm. And I there's something very interesting that's reported in The Observer for those that don't read The Observer. Uh, it's only 120 uh, a year. It's only 120 a year. That's uh, 10 bucks. We, we, pay, we pay that. Yeah. Well, you paid it and said, yo, I got it. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll get you make my, it. I'll get my 60 from you later. Yeah, you'll get it later. Oh, you, you're basically getting it. Um, you're, buying the, you're buying the Fightful selection. Your yeah. Fightful Select subscription. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, back uh, to so, it. So the interesting thing that we, we found in that Observer article is that it right right when the Bucks uh, burst into Punk's locker room, he's conversing with MJF about something. And, 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 and I didn't really hear about that. Yeah, lot. nobody really reported on it, but uh, supposedly did. Uh, old Uncle Meltzer did, and supposedly MJF had a front row seat to brawl out 2022. Mm. Like he was there. Wonder why he was mysteriously left off in a very like minor detail. Exactly. So we should just stress this. I'm not. I'm not saying that all out or the brawl out thing was a work. I'm not saying it wasn't a work. But it is interesting that there. The only evidence that there was an altercation uh, that had happened was I think Kenny was at I think a AAA show or a New Japan show, uh, and you can look it up online. Just type, like type in Kenny Omega bite marks. And you'll see that there is a uh, there is a video clip of him doing an interview or a promo, and there is a bite mark on his arm. 
Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it is a few weeks later because they, they all got suspended afterwards. Yeah. Punk, uh, they were all suspended, I think, for two months. Uh, Ace Steel got fired. Punk went, uh, like, was going to be gone for nine months anyway with his torn tricep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, 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 it left a lot of things unsaid in the business, right? Yep. Uh, you know, fast forward, MJF wins the belt from Moxley. Uh, the Bucks come back. They re-win their trios title. Uh, and we have this little drama I guess in the in the in the uh, in the wrestling news or news media world uh, about like is Punk coming back for Collision? Is he not coming back for Collision? Mm-hmm. He came back for Collision. Collision started, uh, and right off the bat, Punk's promo. There's two very specific things about Punk's promos uh, all summer long, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna point out three of them. All right, the very first uh, comeback promo on June 17th. Uh, he, when he, you know, tell me when I'm telling lies, uh, mm-hmm. counterfeit bucks. Uh, it's a heel promo. Yep. It's a, it's, it's not a face promo. I mean, he's a face and he's playing, he's, he's supposed to be playing a face, but it's a very heel promo. First thing he does, he takes the AEW logo off the mic, chucks it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, he delivers this promo and he, 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 he makes a shot at MJF. Mm-hmm. And this is a pattern that happens in a lot, in, 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 in a lot of these collision promos, he he, he they're very heelish, and uh, he uh, takes a shot at MJF. Mm-hmm. The next one that the next notable one is on July twenty uh, seconds when he's having a mic battle with Ricky Starks. Uh, he uh, he makes a shot at MJF. Uh, he takes a shot at MJF. He starts bashing the city that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're in New Jersey, and he makes that uh, he uh, a, a open target for cheap pops. Yeah, open like talks about their shitty. Uh, their shitty hockey team, mm-hmm. um, like very heel heelish stuff. And the next one is on June 29th when he unveils the unveils the real world's title and he puts the X on it. Uh, him and Ricky Starks get into that battle, mm-hmm. uh, that Mike battle, which is great. Uh, and he's also working as a heel in that, uh, even though Ricky's working as a heel also. Yeah. But Punk's like insulting the audience, like because he's coming out after that first episode of Collision. Every fucking episode of Collision that he appears, he's getting mixed cheers and a lot of booze. It's like the weirdest, like, tweener reaction. It, you haven't seen a tweener reaction like that since Bret Hart in 97. Yeah. You know? Uh, people and, don't know what to think. You no, know, people don't know what to think. And so, yeah, in that one, he does the same thing. He he, he gets really heelish, and he... Uh, then he works babyface. He, or, or not work babyface, but he starts getting babyface reactions for because he's him punky. Yeah, he, he, he's, not, he's gonna get babyface reactions, but, like, he's also getting a lot of booze, uh, and he also disses MJF again. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, and I want to go back briefly to Forbidden Door uh, 2023. All right. It's the first pay per view that Punk came back for. Yeah. In that pay per view, he wrestled Kojima. Mm -hmm. And if you watch that match again, he is a fucking heel. He's making fun of Kojima. Every time he hits him, he's going, Kojima! You know, (laughs) like it's, it's, it's very borderline racist. It's borderline racist. Uh, Unless you're uh, a Hideo Kojima fan, a Metal Gear Solid fan, yeah, uh, which I don't know if Punk is, uh, <laughs> uh, he, you know, it's very heelish. It's it's you know he he comes out to the ring like trash talking, you know, into the into the camera. He's 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 you know he's working as a heel, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's getting the mixed reactions too. That he's match, getting too. he's getting the mixed reactions there as well. Uh, so that's just something to point out. Um, so oh, the other thing to point out too is over the summer, uh, over the summer, this last summer on Collision, 
CMFTR, which is the supergroup of FTR and CM Punk, they had a big feud with Bullet Club Gold, mm -hmm. who is the target of uh, the uh, the Mass Devil. You know, mm -hmm. the first time we see the Mass Devil uh, uh, in the last few weeks was when uh, the Mass Devil and four masked assailants beat the shit out of Jay, Jay White, White. Uh, backstage. Um, so. They've had this feud. The last collision match that Punk is ever in is a four-way tag uh, that includes both Punk and M uh, Punk and uh, and Jay White. Mm -hmm. um, it's the last match before that he has before all all out or all, all in, in all Wembley. in at Wembley. Um, so around the same time, early August, I think late late July, early August, we start getting uh, these reports that uh, in the Observer and on 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 all it gets picked up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, this 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 backstage disagreement between Jack Perry and CM Punk. It gets reported to death in the dirt sheets. It gets reported to death by the YouTubers. Uh, it's it's you know you couldn't get away from you it. couldn't get away from it right uh, and. If you it, love this business, you can't get away from you, that. Yeah, you can't get away from it. And the the basically the disagreement was was uh, Jack Perry wanted to use real glass in a spot, and all these you know people from Tony Schiavone to other people backstage, like producers. I think Arn Anderson was one of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, were all like, "No, what the fuck are pump, you doing? Pump the brakes! Pump the brakes! What the fuck are you doing?" Uh, like, don't use real glass. And Punk, you know, apparently told him not to use real glass, and they had gotten into a little bit of a disagreement. In the Observer, it was reported it was squashed that day, mm -hmm. um, and that you know there was there was no heat from it, but that there was a, it was a disagreement. Yep. Um, and of course, you know, like uh, <laughs> it, it being reported, it, and, it's going to get this is like the rise of Jack Perry's heel. Turn. Yeah, and this is during Jack Perry. For those of you that don't know, after Forbidden Door. Uh, Jack Perry turned heel by attacking uh, Hook, who was his tag team partner, uh, and he like started coming out to the ring in leather jackets. He dropped the Jungle Boy gimmick. He dropped the Jungle Boy gimmick. Uh, he uh, he talked about how he had the hottest bitch in the game. Uh, I mean, he did. I mean, Anna, yeah, I guess Anna. Yeah, if you want to call Anna Jay that, you can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think she's hot. Yeah. Uh, he but started, but he started having he started having great matches or good matches. He started. He, he started working decently. He uh, like. Worked on his promos because, like, the first few weeks coming out heel. Oh, it was, it was it was it was rough. But by the time he wrestled RVD, and by the time like during his like mini feud with uh, with uh, uh, what's his face Jerry Lynn, mm -hmm. um, basically ECW originals. Yeah, the ECW originals that came in. Uh, he start it started getting better. It started yeah. getting it started getting good. Uh, like the promo, I love the promo of him talking about how he's going to retire officially retire the FTW belt once and for all. Yeah, that was great. Uh, like. Uh, his heat that he had with Taz was great. Like it started, it, he he was coming into his own. Yeah. You know? He he is no longer just this white meat white meat baby face from the start of AEW. Yeah. Um. So we get this report. Um. I mean, we're also getting all sorts of other reports too about like, oh, the Bucks and and Punk are like they're not getting along. They're not getting along. Uh. He's he has this. You know, they're supposedly like supposed to have this meeting that the Bucks that that the Punk or the the Bucks blew off. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh. And, uh, like, it's, it, you know, the whole summer, you know, wall collision is going on. The product's great. The wrestling media is reporting on it that, like, there's just so much turmoil that it's, mm -hmm. like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to believe, too, because you hear the people that were on collision, you know. Just praise praises to CM Punk. Seeing praises. So it's hard to believe that all this backstage drama is happening 
uh, that's getting reported in the Observer and and on the YouTube uh, by the YouTubers and Fightful uh, when like you know it's it's just it's weird. It yeah, when all the wrestlers that Punk has been working with that time putting them over. Yeah, like in the process of building good storylines, just getting them visibility, and they're there'd be like. Uh, what was it? Hobbs was like, if I didn't work with Punk, I wouldn't have been seen. Yeah, I, I'm getting noticed. And Ricky Starks. Probably same, had same, the same, same with Max Caster. Max Caster. Yeah. Max Caster talked about that before Punk. Uh, before Punk, that there was he didn't feel seen in the locker room, and then once Punk got there, he felt like he actually belonged. Yeah. You know, which it's is like all these like weird counter arguments. Yeah, like it positive was, news. It, it was very weird. It was very. It was very bipolar. You know, like uh, so. Now we get to. Wembley, the, the all-in Wembley show, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where it gets interesting. So this is where uh, I called you up and I said, we need to watch all-in Wembley again. Yeah. Because the timing of all this stuff doesn't add up. So for those of you that don't know or have been living under a rock, uh, during the pay-per-view, while it's still on the broadcast, uh, these reports start going out from like, I, I think it's like Fightful, I think maybe Meltzer picked it up, uh, but it's like getting around online that there was an altercation uh, before the pay-per-view started, after the, like during after the buy-in, the, the buy-in. after the, the Jack Perry match in the buy-in. Jack Perry, during the match, uh, does a spot on a car that... Uh, has glass. That has glass, quote-unquote, has real glass in it, and he turns to the audience and he says, or to the no, camera. To camera, he spikes the camera, the camera. He spikes the camera and he says to the camera, Real glass, cry me a river, which is in which is a reference to what you know. Their uh, their disagreement a few weeks ago. Was. Their, their disagreement that was supposedly squashed a few weeks ago, and uh, that had been reported to death in in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, just this weird highlight. So so supposedly, uh, after he walks back through the curtain, uh, a fight ensues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it gets broken up. This is the official narrative, right? Yeah. A fight gets broken up between uh, Jack Perry and CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk supposedly had him in a chokehold. Uh, you know, he uh, 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 Samoa Joe had to break it up, and then immediately afterwards, uh, he starts lunging after Tony Khan, talking about, "I fucking hate this place. I want to quit." This is what's being reported. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not making any speculations. This is just what we are hearing. This is that, what we're hearing. Stated from different people. So, and the then journalism, uh, wrestling, wrestling journalism. So then, supposedly Samoa Joe takes Punk, drags him off. Uh, off to, to talk to him to cool him down. Uh, Tony Khan and the rest of the production team uh, are try try to see if uh, if the Bucks and FTR can go out. The Bucks say no, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they go to Kenny uh, Kenny uh, Ibushi and Hangman see if they're ready for if they can do their match with Bullet Club Gold. Uh, and they say they're ready, uh, so they're about to switch that up. And then uh, and then miraculously, Punk and Joe go out for their match. So, like I said, everything uh, seems to uh, miraculously come together. Uh, the pay-per-view starts on time. Uh, and then we, uh, uh, we get this Punk versus Samoa Joe match. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Punk walks out, uh, walks out of the match, back in for the first time. Or, I mean, for the last time. Yep. And uh, that is the last we we've saw of, of Punk in AEW. Um, interesting thing about that match, if, uh, we do see that there is a, 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 a little droplet of blood on Samoa Joe's arm tape, yep. and on Punk's uh, palm, there is a, a little bit of blood. Or something red. Something red. Something red. It's two little red dots, right? Yep. They, that If you have a 1080p or 4K TV, 
You can't miss it. Yeah. If you're looking in the right spot, you can't fucking miss it. Unless your buffering sucks and you got four AP. You're going to miss it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to miss it. Um, so I went back, and uh, so at, at the buy-in, uh, the buy-in to the pay-per-view, it, you know, when you're watching it, it's happening live, right? Mm-hmm. So if you put both of them together, right, there's no downtime between the buy-in and the pay-per-view. It's uh, all live, so it's, it, has, it, it has to fit together. It has to fit together. So the timing that we have for supposedly all this stuff that we just talked about. Is how long? 14, basically a little under 14 minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. So I want you to think about that, right? So that's the end of when Jack Perry, the match, right? Yeah, that's where time starts. That's where the time starts. Jack Perry has to walk back in. It's probably a minute, minute and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, there is an altercation that's probably uh, like there's the verbal part yep. and then there is the physical part. That's probably another two two to three minutes combined, right? Yep. So now we're at five minutes, okay? Then supposedly Punk has to uh, lunges at Tony Khan. That's probably, and, and like knocks over monitors and shit like that. That's probably another uh, two to three minutes, right? Because yep. he's he's raging, right? Yep. And people are probably... people. It's a pull apart. It's a pull apart, right? People have to intervene, right? So now we're at eight minutes, right? So then Tony Khan, uh, during this time, Samoa Joe has to talk Punk off the ledge, mm-hmm. which is another, like... Uh, what, two, three minutes? Which is probably like, you know... Five six minutes or like you know uh, or it's got to be you it's got to be quick because he, he knows we got to go yeah he knows we got to go like if punk is like furiously mad and like you know like threatening to harm people he's got to calm down a lot right mm-hmm. uh, so like I said we're at we're at eight minutes so we have six minutes left to play with right right during that time Tony Khan uh, went to the uh, went to the Bucks then he went to the uh, Golden Elite right mm-hmm. uh, to get them ready which and if you're getting them ready that means you got to get the music loaded you got to get the you got to get assets all that stuff right dress up yeah so you, they got it for last looks they, there's all this production stuff that needs to happen in 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 those six minutes right mm-hmm. um, which you and I know is uh, fucking impossible yeah to give context the reason why we think 14 and a half minutes is not enough time to do all this shit is when you work in an event whether it be like a concert video stuff just whatever in the video entertainment production time is everything time is everything and you cannot do all of that shit in 14 and a half minutes it's a good try it was good like kind of paint the narrative but like you have to take an account of like where people are physically Yes. How to get in contact with them because not everyone's like on speed dial. Uh, if it's a good promotion, they, everyone has walkies. They, yeah, they have walkies. But yeah. then you have to send runners. You have to have, you know, you have to be communicating with runners and PAs. You have to be. Uh, There's all the shit that pops off if something has to pivot really hard. And exactly. It, it's too much of parallel things happening at the same time where if they had to break it down and try to explain to me how this works, I'm going to find holes. Yeah, yeah like, it, 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 yeah, exactly. So this was the, this to me was the, was the, oh shit, the, there might be legs to this theory. This, this right here was, was that, this 14, a little bit under 14 and a half minutes. Yeah, and um, they started on time. I've started productions late, like live, live stream productions for some corporate gigs, and let me tell you, two minutes is a fucking eternity. Oh, yes. Even on, even it, it, f- this, this is like dumb shit, like a talent just went away somewhere, I'm like, who let him go? Even in, even in the film world, uh, yeah. even in the film world, uh, uh, I'll tell you a story. I was on a, I was on a movie with a, with a bunch of like big names. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't even stars. 
This was uh, our, our, our talent, like our stars, our leads. This was two crew members. It was between a sound guy and I want to say uh, a, uh, a G&E guy. Could have been a camera guy. Yeah. It, it was, I think it was a G&E guy. Uh, for those that don't know what Genie is, that's grip and electric. Yep. Um, it's like basically lights. Flex that that video production like jargon. That's, that's lights and like you know rigging. Yeah. Um, and they got into a dust up, right? Really? They got into a, a racially charged dust up. Oof. We shut down and like mind you, on a movie, you're trying to make your days, right? Yeah. Making your days is like making sure you fit everything into your 12-hour schedule. Or t- we were doing tens, so <sighs> to our 10-hour schedule, right? Yeah. We had to stop for. Th- 30 to 45 minutes just from their dust up to to get everything settled again. And this yep. is two crew members. This isn't even the stars of the show. So they and they had a minor dust up. It, it like it was a little bit of shoving, a little bit of shit talking, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of a pull apart. Yeah. But like we had to we had to, you know, you know, we were under the pressure because it was a low budget it, it was low budget. You know, we we had to make our day, but like we were down for like thirty to forty five minutes, and that's something where we're cutting. Like there is there is dead time, you know. Yep. You can't do anything. You can't do anything, you know. Um. So it, it, I found it hard to believe that it was fourteen minutes. The other thing too is we, you know, how we talked about the blood on the on the tape. Yep. Right. Uh, if there was this altercation, Jack Perry's back was bleeding, right? Yeah. If Punk puts him in a in a in a sleeper. Like or, it was recording, getting on his back to hold him down. Yeah, or on his back to hold him down. You would see blood on Punk's uh, uh, jacket. You would see blood on because Punk has the white parts on his jacket, right? He's got mm-hmm. stars on one side. I think it's like white on the other. You know, you would see you would see blood on his ring gear, right? Yep. And I know you would say, oh, maybe he had spares. He had to change or whatever. Um, you know how long it takes to send somebody back through wardrobe if there is like if if they they don't pass last looks. It's at least like five to fifteen minutes. It's all dependent on how close and if, they are, <laughs> and it's and if it's a complete wardrobe change, which is like what you know, you know, if you were trying to say like say oh no blood on their gear, like that would be another like that would be another like fifteen minutes right there. They'd have to go back to the dressing room. They wouldn't have their gear on them. Uh, they would have to go back to the dressing room. They would have to rechange. They would have to do all this stuff, and it would. Uh, it, you know that that timeline doesn't make sense. We're not looking at fourteen and a half minutes now. We're looking at twenty five minutes. Yep. We're looking at a half hour. We're looking minimum. at a half hour of downtime. You know. And what did we get? We got fourteen and a half minutes. Yep. And we started on time. Yeah. And we started on time. So that to me was the big, big first red flag. Mm-hmm. All right. That is the flag on the play. Right. So. Uh, the other thing that was reported was after Punk's match with, uh, after Punk's match. Sorry, we have a, a, an altercation backstage. We're having an altercation backstage. So also what was reported, uh, what, uh, initially was after his match with Samoa Joe, Punk, uh, goes, maybe he has a PA do it. I don't know, but it's, it's reported that Punk went and got Nando's for his team, for part of the crew, the uh, for part of the for part of the talent uh, mm-hmm. before he left, and uh, you know he he w- he wasn't escorted out of there. He left on his own volition, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, seemingly peaceful, leaving peacefully. And you know he 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 left with the nan. You know he left after getting them Nando's. So if you don't know what Nando's is, Nando's is a very popular chicken chain in the UK, and I think uh, 
uh, Europe at large. It's basically the KFC of Europe. Yeah, it's like KFC, Chick-fil-A. It's supposedly really good. I've never had it. Um, have I, you had we've it? both been in England, and I haven't. I didn't get it either. Yeah, I was in. I was all over through Europe, and I never. I didn't have. It. I saw it. I didn't. I didn't eat it though. I was in like your, uh, England uh, for like two weeks straight. Uh, two and a half because I was running a corporate show out there. If we go to All In Round Two uh, in Wembley this next summer, we got to get Nando's. Yeah, we do, and we got to start saving money now. We got to start saving money like yesterday. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, so during, so after, you know, I think it's around that time that Punk is getting people Nando's is when the dirt sheets start reporting on the incident with Jack Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next bit of weird stuff that is happening is Tony Khan at the All In Wembley press scrum uh, gives a statement about like, uh, I can't really comment on what happened, but there was an altercation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to figure like we're still trying to figure out what happened. As soon as I know more, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Very, you know. Very, I'm not there. Very much, I'm not there, right? Mm-hmm. I, very much, I wasn't there, yeah. you know? Uh, and that conflicts with his next statement, which comes out the Saturday before All Out uh, on the collision, where he talks about how uh, uh, they, like, when Punk was officially fired, uh, or quote unquote officially fired, yep. uh, and that he was scared for his life. That Punk, like, tried to swing on him, essentially. Oh, yeah. That, like, you know, two very contrasting statements one afterwards where it's like i don't really know what's going on i don't i don't i can't really talk about it but like i don't really know what's happened yeah that's that's saying to me i was nowhere near the event i was nowhere near the event uh i don't know what like i i I, once i know more once like we investigate more i can tell you all about it yeah once he does his investigation yeah internal but instead what we get is we get a The, the beautiful meme of i feared for my life i feared for my life at a wrestling show um, and if you you don't know what we're talking about, it's easy to find. Go to YouTube, type in All In Wembley Media Scrum. Uh, it's the first thing that he talks about at the Scrum. Uh, he had uh, it's a week on YouTube. to think about that. What? The, the week to build in the... Uh, are you talking about the first time he's talking about it? Yeah, the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it's at the Media Scrum in Wembley after the show. He That's where he makes that first statement. I didn't know... I don't know what... I don't really know what's happening. You can go in watch fr- it right... In front of people. In front of people. In front of a bunch of wrestling marks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> sorry, journalists. Journalists. Uh, uh, and uh, then the next week is uh, he goes out or on collision. He does like a seven minute like long talk about like, you know, in Chicago about how he fired Punk. And then like, yeah, you know, talks about the scare for my life. And then he does a pre-recorded where, you know, that's where we get the I, I was scared for my life. And then he goes on to put over the company and how great they did at Wembley. Good marketing. Great, great Tony Khan marketing. Yeah. Um, Always promote the brand. Um, so... Uh, it starts getting reported after that, uh, and and you know the the audience. Sorry, the audience during the, the collision before All Out, uh, he starts uh, he starts you know he 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 gets he gets booed you know he gets booed and then Ricky the Dragon Steamboat comes out and helps him get some helps him get some uh, some pop you know and uh, from the audience and you know uh, it 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 was a very weird thing to watch. You can also see that on YouTube as well. Uh, there is there is video of him talking to the crowd in Chicago. It's very awkward. It's uh, it's I don't recommend watching it unless you just want to hear him ramble on for seven fucking minutes. Uh, just watch just watch the thirty second statement he made about how he was scared for his life. Yeah, that's all you really need. You know, 
Uh, it seems rehearsed. It's definitely off of a teleprompter. He's not blinking like he normally does. Yeah, uh, it's, the wrong, it's the wrong stare. It's the wrong stare. It's the wrong stare. So uh, then that's when we get to the Observer article where they talk about the Observer after All Out uh, and where they talk about the CM Punk firing. Uh, and it's getting reported everywhere that there is video evidence of this. That's such a bad And that the, vid- the video evidence makes Punk look bad, right? Yeah. Well, so we're about like seven weeks out from, from All Out, maybe eight weeks out from All In. Or, yeah. From or go- All In. Yeah. Yeah, from Wembley. We're about like eight weeks. We're about to go into we're, we're, full we're, gear. Yeah, we're about two months, we're about two months out from, from, from All In Wembley. Where the fuck is this video evidence? Yeah, like, you gotta tell me that this incident was so locked down, there's no, like, just staffing for, like, security, janitor, random people that don't belong there that they snuck in that didn't have a cell phone to, like, flip this out? You're That's telling gold. This was reported in TMZ. Like, How like, did TMZ not get this? How the fuck did TMZ not get this? Like, They get everything. Like, I've been on video shoots where TMZ has shown up because one of the talent tweeted something stupid. Yeah. You know, and then and, you gotta blow the and, cover and go somewhere else. Yeah, and then it's and then now we have to deal with fucking TMZ. You know, like it's it it behooves me. Uh, He's lost for words of like how dumb that statement is. How how dumb that statement is that there are that there is video evidence yet we haven't seen. It. Like you're telling me that security at Wembley, there's not one fucking mark that works in the. Uh, in the uh, in, in the just in the back room it's in the security running security, running security uh, has the you know has the has the video of it made a copy of it like sent it to his buddy that his other mark friend he's like yeah Yo, check this shit out don't that share mark, this that mark buddy sends it to his mark buddy uh, that mark buddy sends it to his mark buddy then that mark buddy sends it to cultaholic or fucking wrestlemania uh, yep. or, or or what culture or top 10 wrestling or whatever the fuck or just posts it on his own yeah you know? i mean this is what happens in this this business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, 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 it. That wouldn't have happened seven weeks later. That, that would have happened, like, within 48 hours. And we, it's, like I said, it's, we are, we were recording on, uh, on October 26th, uh, you know, All In was, was August, uh, 27th, uh, 2023. You know, we are literally two months out from that. Yep. And we're about to go right into full gear. We're about to go right into full gear in about three weeks. Uh, Yo, we have hyped. not seen, we have not seen any evidence we haven't seen any evidence we haven't seen any video yeah like it's it just it's just a little weird that we wouldn't have seen video like i feel like i mean these are wrestling fans are ruthless at getting things uh what they want at that time they'll call in airports to figure out what wrestler is coming into the airport oh i mean have you seen these merchandise marks like they will they will bring like all the these, all this merch. Two wrestlers at the airport. They'll find out when their flight is. Like they'll 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 get them to sign this. You're telling me that uh, that that there isn't one Mark that's found this video evidence or like produced it himself. Yeah, because he just happened to be at the right place at the right time. You're telling me that at the biggest wrestling show uh, outside of North Korea, uh, that there wasn't in, in in 2023, the year of our Lord, that there isn't a fucking Mark that found this. You're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, technology's too easy to let that go by. You're telling me that nobody backstage took a video of this. If this was 20 years ago, maybe. 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, like, okay. Where someone, where only rich people had cell phones. Yeah, so <laughs> and no t- camera. Yeah, so it, to me that just, that, that doesn't add up, right? Yep. That doesn't add up. I feel like, I feel like in, in this day and age, somebody would have gotten the, the video by now, right? There's so many ways to cover up all these plot holes is basically what it is. So, you know, for the next, like, six weeks... Uh, we're, we're catching up now to where we're at right now. So for like the next six weeks, like, you know, 
everyone just, everyone's talking about him, right? Everyone is talking about Punk. WWE is talking or like the WWE fans are thinking he's coming back. The TNA fans thinking he's coming to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and you know who's and not they're, and they're grasping at straws. They're like. grasping at straws. Like we said at the beginning, they're like they're like they're grasping at like Shinsuke Nakamura saying Ace Steely working uh, the pay-per-view. Ace Steel working at Bound for Glory. Shinsuke Nakamura saying uh set me free. Seth Rollins doing saying something uh, that, he he called um what's his face a cancer? Yeah, can well he called him a cancer, but then he said something on a raw or some shit that everybody went and ran with. The Rhea Ripley like I need to get something off my chest. Yep. Uh like there's uh uh like Shinsuke Nakamura doing it. I think he did a GTS to Seth Rollins. I didn't see that. Yeah, I I I, I could be wrong, uh, but I'm pretty sure there was. Uh, there I think was he th- told me like someone used the GTS. I'm like, who else uses the GTS? I oh. mean, besides Kenta. Yeah, besides the original innovator, Kenta. I mean, dude, I can't wait for our Kenta episode. It's gonna it's gonna be. It's, Man made a glass. Oh, dude, f- I fucking love the Kenta. NXT just I, misstep. I love Kenta. Um. Yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, I got you. So we're now where we're at, right? Yeah. So now fast forward to where we're at. Uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, after Wrestle Dream, uh, we start seeing the uh, the devil the devil shows up on on Dynamite. Yep. Right. And so the very end of Dynamite, uh, and if you notice, the devil doesn't have the same physique as MJF. When MJF wears the devil mask, he's worn the devil mask out to several pay per views. He wore it out mm-hmm. to All In. He wore it to uh, he wore it to uh, 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 to Forbidden Door. He wore it to Double or Nothing. He wore it to uh, to uh, Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of his. Uh, it's part of his attire, right? Yeah, his identity. At and this if you know who, if you watch MJF enough, you've known that like since the beginning of 2023, he's bulked up enough, and he's always had broad shoulders. Yep. And the person that has this uh, wearing this devil mask has skinnier shoulders. Has a little bit, you know, is not as like jacked as MJF. Like it, it, it there is an argument to be made that like it could, you know, it, it the person has the same physique as like a punk. You yeah. know, like uh, it's definitely like lighter. It's, it's definitely it's lighter. Someone off the gas. It's someone off the off the gas. <laughs> I don't want to get MJF heat. <laughs> Not right now. Yeah. We're we're we are here to get heat from him for because we're marks. But uh, <laughs> he's gonna fucking hate us. You and know, just cut into us so hard. I mean, if he calls, if MJF calls us a fucking. Uh, living in our parents' basement, marks. We just tell them no. We're we're on the I top floor. I own my house. We're on the top floor of the house. <laughs> yeah, I bought this house. Oh man. Yeah. So there, the devil mask shows up, or the devil mask guy starts showing up. Yep. And uh, then the devil mask showed up on Collision this last week, right? Mm-hmm. And he's looking into a mirror, right? And the infamous MJF uh, promo during his feud with M- with with M- or the uh, Punk promo during his feud with MJF. He he starts off the promo with uh, I look in the mirror and I ask myself every day, am I the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the devil, like doing the same, th- looking in the the mirror, ask you know, asking that or listening to that question, being, you know, like, you know, played in the back, or like it's a whether diegetic sound or not. Or not it's not even diegetic. It's just it's not even there. It's just for you to to think about. It's definitely like there to fuck with you. Yep. You know. Uh, so, uh, another thing we found out that's very interesting is uh that dynamite after full gear guess what city that's in let me guess is it in chicago it's in chicago it's it's not at the united center but but it's in chicago do you believe in this bruce i think we have one believer yeah we got uh, at least one we got one uh 
uh, so the other thing uh, is the other weird thing too is that like nobody in AEW, nobody in AEW's really made a statement uh, about this besides the the statement quote unquote. Yeah. Tony Khan has like if you watch the Dan Lebitard uh, show, Tony Khan gave like this awkward fucking interview, just trying to protect the narrative, but in the worst way possible. You know, like but push the brand over, putting the brand over <laughs> like he always does, but like yep. you know protecting the narrative. Uh, you know, or protecting, you know, you know, the company. Uh, he, the only people that have like talked about it really are Jr. made a statement on Grill and Jr. with Conrad, yep. uh, wishing Punk the best. Nothing really more than that. Yeah. Um, and then Mark Henry has done a couple interviews. The most infamous one being like, all the problems are gone. All the problems you you heard about, they're all gone now. Like we're which, all good. Which was the most sarcastic fucking thing I've ever read, but I don't think the fucking Marks realized he was being sarcastic. Uh, I mean, it's hard to read it on paper unless you really know what the the entire situation is. And yeah, you just use common logic. So the yeah. So then the next weird thing that uh, that that we found out was that, and it was reported. Uh, it was reported in the in the Observer, but and I, I think a couple of the Mark YouTubers picked it up. Uh, CM Punk, uh, or not CM Punk, CMFTR was trademarked recently by Dax Hardwood. And that's just a weird thing that it's I a, heard. It's weird. What did you hear? It's weird. Well, I heard it from uh, either you or I read it through, like, whatever dirt sheet on social media. And I'm like, huh. I, and I thought, I was thinking logic was like, uh, you know, maybe after AEW they go and become CMFTR in some different promotion. That's a that's a logical statement. Or yeah, a logical but idea. but it's also been reported that FTR is like there for the next like two or three years. I mean, it's just protecting the brand. But. I mean, yeah, it could be protecting the brand. It could be you know whatever. But like that's weird. The next thing was like you know Punk being like we, like we said earlier, Punk was promoted for for Bound for Glory. Uh, he he, he without didn't without his consent. Without his consent. Uh, he did show up the next night for their TV taping, but like, uh, no, he was backstage. It was reported that he was backstage and he was like holding court with, with some of the wrestlers, you know, I don't think Punk would sign with TNA. He would have to be, he would have to be really hurting to sign with them. He he must really love the business at that point. You'd have to really love the business. You'd have to really love, uh, you know, your wife and your dog, Larry. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you'd have to, yeah, exactly. Uh, you'd have to really love the business. I think, you know, it's, I think during this time, this is, uh, you know, I, I, I'll get back to this, to this, but like, uh, the next thing, uh, the next weird thing too is, uh, and this is like the last real kind of like, uh, I, I don't want to say f- it's a fact, but it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's more, it's more speculative evidence. Um, but the, the first, the first, uh, the first time punk went back to, uh, to a, an independent wrestling show, uh, it's on YouTube. You can watch it. Yeah. Uh, Punk comes out during the middle of a match in a black mask, wearing all black. Yeah. Runs into the ring, gives a guy the GTS, and then runs out. Yeah. And that was like that was four. I think four years ago, maybe four and a half years ago. Right. Before, before before he came in. Before he came to AEW, um, it was it was you know it was reported as like oh yeah Punk's like back you know checking out the indies you know. Yeah hanging out and it's interesting that you know he wasn't wearing a devil mask but he was wearing a black mask yeah you know and so this is where it gets a little conspiracy this is what yeah this is where it gets a little conspiracy theory i mean uh i mean i had one of my co-workers like basically write like circles on who is what and then he's like this gotta be someone oh when i told this theory to my my other buddy who's uh who's he's a wwe mark uh i love him to death uh he 
he viscerally got angry. Same with my coworker. Like, he was like, I don't care about this CM Punk drama. I just want him to go away. And I'm like, damn, that's like, I, w- I thought it was a joke on how much anti-punk people hate punk. No, it's fucking real. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw, like, I saw, I saw my friend's face, like, do that evil, tw- that, that angry twitch, like, before someone swings on somebody. Yeah. Just for a second. I'm not saying he was going to swing on no, me. No, no, but he just was so furious that you would bring that up in front of him. Like, you know, I, I, I asked him, you want to hear a conspiracy theory? Uh, and he didn't expect CM Punk. <laughs> he didn't expect that. He did not expect that. Uh, he, he kept asking me, how much do I believe in it? And I'll tell you at the end of this, like, where, where we yeah, stand. I'll, I'll kind of give you kind of what the, the framework is uh, at the, uh, yeah, towards the, the end. Yeah, towards well. the end. So that being said, I think there is, uh, I think now that we've listed all this stuff out, like, it's now time to give, like, you know, what's like what this could mean right yeah our analysis so of the entire timeline yeah so i think with 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 punk right mm-hmm. he wanted to work heel it's clear he wanted to work heel at some point in AEW. there's always the superstition about heels don't draw yeah you know and i think mjf proved the opposite heels do draw yeah and like or that heels don't sell merch you know <laughs> I, I think MJF also proved that, you know, heels definitely sell merch. I have a fucking MJF scarf. I have an MJF for president t-shirt. Uh, you just bought the shirt. I just bought the fucking MJF CM Punk with the blood smear on it, right? Good shirt. Like, like heels draw, you know? Especially in AEW, heels draw. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I, I think you know, they wanted... I think originally when they did the collision thing... Network-wise, they wanted to protect him as a face, but I think the media, the wrestling media, which Punk has had a problem with, you know, clearly. Yeah, he's clearly, not, he has a historical problem with it. Clearly, he has a problem with it. Uh, uh, wrestling media. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, you know. I think that he. Uh, you know. I think they had to have him play the face. Uh, you know, to get Collision off the ground, and. Uh, and press the the network execs. Execs. Yeah. But, like we said at the beginning of this whole thing, right, MJF's pipe bomb, or uh, fire me you fucking Mark promo, was was a dry run. Yeah, it's a pilot, essentially. And I I had to explain this to to Mark. I was like, you know like how AEW's been trying to push the boundaries of how to tell a narrative? And it's not through the the TV anymore. It's social media. It's working the, uh, the journalists, quote... Uh, you work in even like popular people that are outside the zeitgeist of pro wrestling and they're just reporting shit thinking it's canon just yeah. because one twitter post from the official aew thing said here's our statement not it, a pr it, just statement just a statement it's a statement from from all elite wrestling and tony khan it's it, it doesn't have to be factual mm-hmm. you know uh it does you know and this this you know also like a work like this is not out of the realm of CM Punk, right? Like, if we go back to the ROH days, right? Yeah. Uh, the summer of Punk. Yeah, he's pushing the narrative. He's like, I'm taking ROH with me to WWE. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the belt with me to, to, to WWE, and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Yep. And, no one can beat me. And it, it, it was a great work. I mean, like, I remember that time. I remember the original summer of Punk, uh, like, online. It mm-hmm. was like, is this guy, is this dude going to fucking leave with the belt? Yeah, he looks pissed, and he's already champion. That's a bad move. You know, it it, it, it calls back to, you know, the Montreal screw job where mm-hmm. they had to take the belt off of uh, uh, Bret Hart. It it, it it harkens back to, like, you know, some Pillman-esque stuff, you know, yeah. during the loose cannon. Uh, like, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it, 
you know, if there's one thing that Punk knows how to do, it's work the business. Now, if we go to the 2011 summer of Punk, right? Mm-hmm. The original plan, uh, at least according to Punk uh, and and other people, was that Punk wanted to, uh, once he got the belt from John Cena at Money in the Bank, he was going to take the belt around uh, to the Indies and, like, defend it. Yeah. And, I mean, clearly Vince put the kibosh on that because, like... Uh, that's the dumbest thing he probably heard. He's like, that's not leaving this, this fucking door of my company. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, but, like, there were photos of, like, Punk with the championship out all over. They Just played hanging it, out. They played it off like it was a, it was a, uh, it, it was a shoot, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like, Punk likes working the business, you he know? He likes working the business in interesting ways. In interesting ways. Uh... And, and the MGF or MJF pipe bomb was just a dry run to see how they can manipulate the because, media. Yeah, because by the time that all out happened, right? Yep. By the time that all out happened, like people were convinced that MJF was fired. And I don't think there was any statement to the him being fired. I think yeah. it was just speculated, and it just kind he of was just ta- he was taken off of everything. They took him off. They took him off of all the 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 intros to Dynamite. Yeah, yeah they took him off the fucking website, right? Yeah, they took him off the website. That, the video- oh, you t- definitely fired. Yeah, like the, they took him out of the video package. They they got rid of him. He was gone. Yeah, he was gone, and like he he left with such like with such heat and with such a pop that like it. It left people asking, where's this guy? I mean, granted, if he, you know, him getting off, taking off time for three months, uh, it allowed John Moxley to, to regain the title. Mm-hmm. And, like, we started seeing, like, you know, John Moxley come into his own as a champion. Like, he had a great run that summer. Yep. He had a great match with Tanahashi yep. at, 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 full, or at, uh, uh, at Forbidden Door, uh, you know, leading into his feud with Punk. Yep. Uh, a great, great match there from him. Uh, and then, like, you know, Three months, almost three months to the day, yep. MJF comes back, right? Yeah. So you know what's three? You know what's uh? You know what's like three, three months since an incident? Yeah, about a little about three months since an incident. It's probably about two uh, September, October, mid November. It's about like uh, mid November, Ray. Mid November is is full gear when they're saying they're going to announce the devil. It's about it's a little less than three months, but. It's 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 almost it's, three months. It's, it's matching a very interesting narrative and timeline of. Here's an experiment we did with AMJF to see like what we could get away with. Yeah. And then once they saw how easy it was to get away with shit, and people will just make stories up on their own. Rumors start going out of like oh, and he's, he's, out of the woodwork. Oh, and and it's so easy to get like you know you, you know there, that like if you there's like uh the the joke is on Twitter is like uh, uh punk went out and got a sandwich. More to come. You know. I mean, they're probably not wrong at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, Punk did this, you know, uh, more details coming soon. You know, like, it's, it like, you know, just in the negative. Like, the whole summer was all this negative press. Just shitting on Punk from all for, angles. It felt like for no reason either. I mean, granted, like, you started hearing about, like, oh, Christopher Daniels wasn't allowed at, at, at television. Dolph Ziggler's brother, Ryan Nemeth, wasn't allowed at television because yeah. of beef with Punk. But, like, you know, at what point are these guys working – Working, working the marks. Yeah, and where where does the shoot actually happen? Yeah, where does the work end and the shoot? Where does the shoot end and the work begin? Where does the work end and the shoot begin? You know? Yeah. Like, where does the cyclical poetry? You know, where do we find ourselves in the cyclical poetry? You know? Yeah, and uh, with this like meta storytelling, this is also uh, another example, which is the Adam Page rise to being a AEW champion. If you were watching, being the elite. Yes. After he lost. Um, he lost the tag titles and basically did a singles run. There was at least like six months worth of story in being the elite. Like they would kind of like hint here and there. And I yeah, think his, wife with got his time with the Dark Order. Like yeah. his whole storyline with the Dark Order. 
uh, fuck Hangman, fuck Hangman. Yeah. You know, that whole, that like, that's one of the best episodes of Being the Elite. Yeah. Uh, where he walks by them where they're chanting fuck Hangman, yeah. and then he goes into the fuck Hangman chant with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it, I mean, that was like a heartwarming story just being told on Being the Elite that actually played into, uh, you know. Yeah, and this is like another facet of long-term storytelling. I think AEW, like all the people who put that together, wanted to go into it was... I'm tired of just telling a story on TV. This is a generation of internet. Let's just use the internet to just spread all these weird works to see what works and what people believe and what people will make up. So another interesting thing, WWE already did the same thing over the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you were following, but uh, when Jey Uso left the bloodline, yeah. he was fired, quote-unquote, fired from WWE. Was w it one of those matches of, like, the loser leaves town kind of deal? I forget. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't watch the fucking thing. But I do know this. I do know that WWE removed him from the website. I do know that they put out a statement. I do know that, like, they, they, they made it seem like it was a shoot. Yeah, and, and they were following the playbook. They were following that playbook, and then Jey Uso returned, I think, at a pay-per-view. Uh, was it three months later? No, it was like a couple weeks later. It was it was terrible like, build. It was a terrible build. It's a WWE build. Like you, it's, people need to see results now. Like you know the uh, we think three weeks or three months is eternity now. Yeah, we think it's eternity. I mean, but like it's a great build. I mean, like you think about think about AEW does a lot in three months. Like uh, does a, does a, a lot in three months for a storytelling. Like the whole MJF Brian Danielson uh, storyline, mm -hmm. three months. Yeah, three months for the payoff. You know. There's just started a lot. started end of uh, end of end of December went to the beginning of March you know. All right, Marks, uh, we kind of went over the time limit, and I'm gonna have to split this episode to two. Uh, this will be the end of part one, and uh, you'll be listening to part two very shortly.